Today we'll be spilling some beans with South African actor, dancer, choreographer, and singer Nyani Son Tsegelelotete. Welcome. Thank you very much. Where did you steal this information? From Wikipedia. I wasn't so sure about singer, but the others, listen, I'm sure. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Wikipedia is correct. I'm a singer. Okay. I'm a singer. Sang, right? 
I might just ask you to leave us with something later on. So, during the interview, be preparing your, you know, vocal codes. <laughs> uh-huh. First of all, before we yeah. lose, uh-huh. congratulations on your role and work on Black is King. Ah, thank you very much. Yeah, that's yes. still worth celebrating, isn't it? Yeah, it's a big thing. Okay, before we get into that, give us a bite size of who Nyaniso is and what Nyaniso is all about. Um, first of all, that's put Nyaniso to you. Uh, okay. Put <laughs> Nyaniso. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, I'm messing with you. Kinda. Anyway, um, Nyaniso I am a human that mm-hmm. is using every vessel uh, or not even vessel but vehicle that has been afforded to him to discover what life is about what who i am is about where i mm. come from what i'm here to do um, um i think these are things that have been put into place by god to discover god and get me closer to god so generally i want I'm, I'm a human being that's just on a discovery of self through the many things that i've been gifted with yeah awesome stuff and yeah now back to the black is king issue yeah do you mind telling me how the experience was like you know being part of such a big production which was very intentional on representing the black child and African creators. How was that whole experience for you? Um, to be honest, it was amazing. Hmm. Um, thinking about it, like everything that happened kind of felt like just another day, mm-hmm. but like, but reflecting on it and reflecting on the experiences and what I felt, that was pretty amazing. Um, <laughs> I met Jay-Z and that was amazing. Yeah. Uh, hanging out with Beyonce, that was amazing. And and the most amazing part for me was not the things that we make these people out to be in our minds and what we see of them in um, the the media platforms. It's literally just getting to experience them in a human in, in a human context and just go, ooh. Yes, you are human. You're you're like me, and and um, just experience their authenticity. The the beauty about the both of them, at least from my perspective, is that they allow themselves to be quite authentic and present to the moment. So you get to be really um, grounded in whatever you you experience with them. It mm. it wasn't it wasn't like. Um, anything that we we would read about about how it is to to meet a superstar it's it was just grounded and and a reminder of everything and everyone around us is basically human and more relatable to us than not yeah um, the work experience was beautiful um, getting to just experience a different approach and uh, application of what it is to take your job seriously and be passionate about it that was really beautiful and i got to experience that from everybody in every field and every tier 
of mm. that that workspace. So that was that was such a beautiful blessing. I, I keep saying this, but basically, the greatest takeaway I got from working there, or working amongst um, those people, was how how passionate everyone was about their their distinctive job. Yeah, awesome. And growing up, did you always want to be in the entertainment scene? Absolutely. <laughs> it's uh, always been the dream. It's it's always been there. Like at first, there was a stage that I went through where I thought I wanted to be a doctor, and that was because I guess people normally talk about the successful thing to do in life is a doctor, a lawyer, and mm. those kind of things. And so I chose doctor because I saw more doctors than I saw lawyers. Um, but as I was starting to like, you know, become more of myself, the first thing I remember saying to myself beyond, after or aside from being a doctor was, I want to be Michael Jackson. And the transmission was, or my interpretation of that is, I want to make people feel the way this guy makes people feel. I want to entertain. I want to um, bring life joy and just experiences through art to people mm. and then um as i started to understand that i can't be michael jackson because there can only be one i realized what i really wanted to do was to sing and then i went on to study or well, before that even happened i i was exposed to performance and acting through theater um, of a musical in high school yeah and i was in grade 11 at that point and then after experiencing that that's when i was like i'm not sure if it's gonna be music or acting and so when i went to university i took both of them on as my 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 majors and i did um studied music first year and drama first year and then after mm -hmm. Doing my first year of music, I, I realized that I couldn't carry the workload of both, so I chose drama. But I, I always kept, you know, flexing all of the muscles. Yeah. Well, I guess you kind of got to leave your doctor dream on one night of Omkali. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what inspired you actually to start? Um, what inspired your journey in the film industry? And if you can give me a number, like how long have you been in this industry? I've been doing this for, I think, plus minus 12 years. Okay. Um, yeah, about 12 years. Literally, I was blessed enough to have been discovered by James Noble, who is... Um, artistic director at the market theater right now but you, you you might have seen him in a few tv shows and stage productions mm. um and by the time he discovered me he was really opening up his wings of being a director and this was 2008 and i was doing third year in university and he wa he watched me doing a play um, a student production and he asked me to be a part of a production he he was um, creating mm -hmm. called Thirst and that ended up being my first professional production and I did that at the Market Theatre um, and 
and that's pretty much the beginnings of me really stepping into this professionally. I, I, I just like from the moment I did um, the the high school musical, I knew this was it. Yeah. Um, but really seeing it come to life was in 2008 when I did Thirst for my first professional production. And then straight after I finished uh, or I left university in 2009, um, I was already started to do professional work. I was really blessed in that way that um, doors kept opening for me and, and God shone his light on me and I, I really got the opportunity to, to live my dream. Mm. And looking back, which one of your roles would you say has had the greatest impact on your perspective as an actor? I was thinking about this this afternoon, um, this question, and, and basically, you can't choose for me, mm. because every, every role taught me something. The great ones that people remember taught me something beautiful, and the ones that people don't remember or, or don't want to remember, <laughs> those, those taught me something really precious too. Yeah. Uh, and so everything keeps building me up and, and presenting itself as a step that I take to becoming who I am right now, which I believe is um, an, an actor that is a step ahead of who I was when you last saw me. Mm-hmm. So everything taught me something. And, and, every, and, and, and if, as an actor, you can allow yourself to do that as, as and anything. If you allow yourself to learn from every experience, not only just the great stuff, but also the stuff that didn't feel so great when you were doing them, um, then then you're allowing yourself the opportunity to collect data and learn and, and become more of yourself. Yeah, that's true. So now I want you to think back to little Nyanis. <laughs> You know, going from boyhood into manhood, who would you say was an important male mentor in your in your childhood besides your dad? Sadly, um, my dad wasn't present in my life. Okay. Um, him and my mom split when I was, I think, almost two years old, and I never really seen him since. He, um, yeah, my mom just was such a, a headstrong and spirited person that she wouldn't take any level or kind of uh, abuse or oppression. And, and my dad at that time would take out a lot of his hurt onto mm. people around him. And my mom was like, I won't be one of those people. So I hadn't seen him or, or had a relationship with him since then. Um, I, I caught glimpses of him along the way. But mm. that wasn't it. So the person that played role model or the people that played role model figures in my life um, from a male masculine position were my friend's fathers. Mm. Um, because I were, my mom was obstinate enough to send me into um, a mixed race school in the northern suburbs of Johannesburg and got the government to support her. So mm. I I was lucky enough to start making friends with people that come from more solid backgrounds, solid foundations. Uh, and I got to see what being a man and a father was from watching my friends' fathers. And like the one that I remember the most is like my best friend when I was eight years old, uh, father, uh, mm. Matthew, and he is currently in New Zealand. But his father... 
Hilton represented so many aspects of being a man. He was the family man and he was always there with the family and and be there when the kids are playing sports. He was the religious man and every Sunday we would go to church um and I'd go to church with them mm. and like I got to see him offering and giving to the church and stuff like that and I got to see him make burgers on Sundays and feed the kids and create yeah. and create beautiful memories for the family and his sons and and his daughter um and and just being a loving human to even people that are close to those he loved and how he extended his love and care to me too mm. so he was he was a beautiful role model for me shout out to Hilton Woman um shout out um and yeah so i got to uh, outsource my my masculine or male or man role models mm. so from him what would you say is one of the earliest lessons that you've even carried up until your adulthood now about being a man what kindness. could you also pass on to young men today kindness he was really kind and gentle i never really heard him being aggressive and angry and mean uh, i never really saw him take out his anger on anybody especially mm. his kids so he was always just gentle and kind um which something that when i started to grow up and find my own man within me i try i kind of you know converted it to being don't take out your shit on people so understand that whatever you're going through is what you are going through and other people are are just mirrors really they're opportunities to see yourself through them yeah and um people don't deserve your downpour and your uh, vomit mm. you vomiting your mm. pain onto them So that's that's pretty much what I got from it. Is be kind and don't take out your shit on people. Yeah. We are in a time and space where women feel strong enough to confront gender-based violence and one of the conversations that has come up in that light is um toxic masculinity and mm. how men were raised and how men release their feelings and emotions. Mm. So what do you as a man in this era need right now from women or from the world or from the people around you so that it's a better world for everyone <laughs> so that you're also not painted with the same brush that's painting every man That's such a, a lovely question um it's considerate which is something i really appreciate it's um it's it's communal it's such an african perspective of So understanding that as much as men are pretty much carrying the problem and they are reflecting the problem um there's still a role that everybody has to play in 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 that problem it's not just a man's problem so a man must fix himself and come back yeah. it's a it's a how can we do this together and that's that's such a beautiful thing so thank you for framing that question in that way um i'd say for women i really would ask them to 
be patient mm. to question and not 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 interrogate but literally um ask what's going on where is your current hurt coming from and and how can i help you move through it and the important thing is help not 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 to take it for you mm. but to help you move through it to help you carry it um so be patient and and support us by way of of asking and questioning and being curious about um what our hurt is and how we can be supported in moving through our hurt the challenge is um some people have given up on themselves and they're yeah. not and they're not ready to ask answer those questions and for those people that aren't ready to answer those questions that aren't willing to go to the spaces of going actually you can help me actually i can be helped actually i can change this behavior and actually um i would like you to help me change it those people that aren't ready to say that aren't ready to go down that route um mm. are are people that you as a person that is at at in your first priorities it is to always every human being i believe is your first priority is to take care of yourself and if you want to take care of yourself even when you are being there for somebody else um if that person isn't ready to step in then step away yeah leave them leave them to themselves so to those men that are willing to do the work um I ask women to to support us by being patient and asking questions. Um being curious about our experience and being patient enough to to receive the answers no matter how ugly because they are not pretty. They're not pretty. Um mm, mm. and they're not easy either. So if you're willing to receive that then yeah. That's then that's the way you can find the solution. That's the way to find the solution. Ask questions, be curious about the answers and and seek ways to 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 solve it. And 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 it's not going to be the same for everybody. Whatever mm-hmm. answer or solution you might find for one man won't be the same thing for the next. So, yeah. True. Be patient. And another thing that I feel doesn't get as much spotlight or or is not spoken about much is the issue of the rape and sexual abuse and domestic abuse of men mm. both young and old how do you feel about that and how can we combat this silence how do you mm. feel about that um there is the abuse of men in my researching it's it's less so the abuse of men by women but more so the abuse of men by other men mm. um so i'm not too sure how to or because i've never really sat with it about how to navigate that space or 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 even understood where it comes from mm. um where women are abusing and raping um men um and let me just say i i don't have a, 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 an opinion that i can i can share yeah um in relation in relation to what i spoke on which is the higher stat still is men are being raped and abused by other men too even boys um 
we'll probably also maybe touch on the woman aspect but basically i've come to understand that people that are hurting are the ones that are hurting others so the saying goes hurt people hurt people mm, mm. um and if those people that are hurting and yet are also still doing the hurting are are willing to go down the path of interrogating that 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 toxic behavior mm. then then apply the same the same um tools that i asked of from women which is let's sit down and ask and and try and find with patience what is the root of the hurt and how yeah. can we support each other move through it mm. and if they're not then we need to one move away from them and if from a larger macro perspective which is like the law um then we need to incarcerate them put them away and if the death penalty was still available i would even go so far as to say give them the death penalty mm. but that's that's just my my personal opinion it's a bit extreme i know but <laughs> um if a person doesn't want to heal but they want to perpetuate toxic harmful behavior to other people what other choice do we have is my question so i think yeah. we need to put them yeah. away we have to put them away for good that's the only way to Until deal with they them if they're not ready yeah that's if true. they say i want to change and they seek to change that's when you can help somebody but mm. if they're not you have to put them away and you have to as a person that is just in their life step away from them for your own sanity for your own health true okay now coming back to your art and uh, yet another important conversation that i'm glad is being had more frequently now mm. what in your opinion happens when art needs mental health you are i mean amongst other things a dancer how can how does dance intersect with mental health I think well art at its core for me has always been most simply communicated as an opportunity and a tool to express. Mm-hmm. And the question is what are we expressing and the things we're expressing are the things we are experiencing. And and those things are often very layered with our hurt, our troubles, also our joy and our love and our um elation for life mm. and every one of those things from the elation to the joy to the love to also the hurt and the sadness and the hate um those things are a part of the human experience and they need to one be experienced but also to be expressed because if they're if they're unexpressed and they're bottled up they create this toxic pressure cooker within us and if they're not expressed they'll come out in ways that are often harmful. Mm. So the beauty of art meeting mental health is to alleviate that pressure and to allow us to settle back down into our bodies and to mm. our truths and to think a bit clearer and to engage the world with uh, a mind that is more likely uh, going to 
bring about birthing beautiful things than birthing messy, ugly, harmful things. Yeah. To to just sum it all up, for me, yeah. it has been manifest by um, spaces like um, drama um, drama therapy. And those are spaces where they use art very intentionally to address wounds, emotional wounds, mental wounds, mm. behavioral wounds. Um, and, and those spaces are so crucial in our lives where they understand that art is not just about entertaining. It's not just about uh, creating escapism creating laughter or, or just like not being in your real reality but also it can be very used or can be used to um, attack address mm. things that aren't okay with the world yeah and we, we are currently in a time where we're currently in a time where nationally and internationally everyone is feeling anxious and frustrated with this pandemic going on. Mm. And it has a lot of weight also on our mental states. Mm -hmm. What are your personal grounding techniques? Or what have been your personal grounding techniques during this time? Breathing. Um, Doing things that uh, release tension from my body, like running. Mm. Um, Also doing Muay Thai. Um, sitting and doing, uh, practicing breathing techniques, uh, yoga style, um, mm. qigong style breathing techniques. Um, you know, there's even things that are even more popular than qigong and yoga, which is now like Wim Hof. I don't know if you've heard of Wim Hof breathing. Um, no, I haven't. And, and these are all things that let us, or just Google it. Anyway, these are all things <laughs> that <laughs> that um, bring us back to what our body is experiencing. Yeah. Whenever anxiety comes up for us, whenever uh, just overwhelm comes up for us, these are things that make all of us want to escape the moment. Um, leave the current experience, not want to be there anymore. People don't want to be in their uh, in their homes, in their bodies. They don't want to be in, in any of what's happening that is bringing about the overwhelm, the anxiety. Um, but the truth is, in order to heal through it and to find ourselves um, on the other side, we need to really drop deeper into the body. Mm. So... I, I do things that, that, that activate my body, that connect with my body. I run. I do, I do fight training. I do breathing techniques. I do meditation. I swim in cold weathers, even though I haven't done that lately. Mm. But those are the kind of things I do. Oh, I also journal, write, write and be present with what's going on in your mind. Write it out. I go for walks and I speak to myself alone. Mm. Um, and then afterwards I connect to other people I talk to friends, I talk to my wife um, family you know, those are Mm. all things that are important because they address different tiers and layers of our human experience the emotional, the spiritual the physical, the energetic the mental experience of our human being, every single one of those things are important to practice to to, 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 to address all of those areas of ourselves. Mm. 
And when you're not working, how do you unwind and you know restore balance between work and personal life? Uh, I sleep. I do all of the things that I mentioned before. Unwinding, yeah. like I, I love running and doing Muay Thai and beating up a bag until my body feels beaten. Mm-hmm. I go to gym. <laughs> um, but my favorite unwinding is literally escapism, and I binge watch stuff on Netflix or Showmax or whatever. Um, yeah. And I also take time to pray and to talk to my ancestors and talk to God, talk to my inner self, my higher self spirit. I be mm. with nature, I love being outside, go for walks, go to a botanical garden, those kind of things. That's how I unwind. Just like step away from whatever the normal is and just do something to change the rhythm. Yeah. And what advice before you go would you like to give to young people that want to walk your path, that want to enter the industry the way you did and do the things you're doing? Um, be true to you. Uh, I remember when I was in university in one of my mm. last years, like my my lecturer asked me what I wanted to do or how we, what kind of characters we want to play when we're out there. And I told him I want to play these passionate, angry characters. And I guess in that time, I didn't have the language to make sense of why I felt that way. But basically, mm. I've come to realize because I realize the angry people are the hurt people. And the hurt people are the people with, with stories to tell. Um, stories that lead us to healing and and that's my biggest passion I love I love healing Um, and it's also my my second my second vocation I I practice in healing arts I use healing tools Uh, Mm. I I studied healing stuff so um, being true to myself um, has has brought me to to as much as the world makes us look at what other people are doing and compare ourselves to people, um, I've come to appreciate looking at what I want, what I want to be and who I want to be. Mm. Um, and that, that helps you bring out your individual light. That reminds us how unique we are, even though there's seven billion of us close yeah. to eight eight billion now it's crazy how unique we all are um and and listening to your own unique voice will help you stand out in in a sea of people yeah awesome stuff thank you so much for sharing your time with us mm. Are you still going to give us a song? <laughs> or Watch out for the space. <laughs> two years, something. Okay. Okay, we'll hold you to that. I we did will all hold my you to that. I in the bathtub this morning. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you so much for today. This was awesome. Thank you. Thank you. This was Stay blessed. such a lovely, lovely, lovely chat. Yes, thank you so much for your energy and your presence. Yay. Take care.
You take care too. Keep up with the beautiful work and keep reaching out for these conversations. Thank you so much. Thank you so much guys for tuning in to that lovely chat that we just had with Bodnyani Sotsetse. I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. I found it really informative and really, really and deeply insightful. Nyaniso and his wife are also going to be hosting a high quality communication masterclass. So if you're interested in taking part in that, I'm going to leave the link in the description box. And the link is also available on his Instagram bio. Or you can DM him for more information, especially if you're based in South Africa and would like a discount for that. So the track at the beginning is Ina Ieza by Zayn SA. And I'm leaving you guys with Ngifengawe by The Crook featuring Mlesh SA. Take care, guys. And by the way, we are still voting until the 23rd of June for your girl who took part in a very cool competition for podcasters with Road Mike. Please, please, please don't forget to cast your vote. The link is on my Instagram bio. The link is on the description below. The link is everywhere. There's even a video now you go about it. So please, I'm crossing my fingers and I'm hoping you guys will show me some love. Anyway, I hope you guys are having a lovely June. Take care of yourselves and stay blessed from your bee with the biggest love.
Giving away, oh yeah, 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 y